welcome to a podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and joining me from the top floor of Nakatomi Plaza, it's Nick Richardson. Oh my God, what's up, man? How's it going over there? It's pretty It's pretty busy right now. I'm, uh, I'm lying in wait currently. And how's the Christmas party? Good Christmas party? It's been uh, explosive. Let's say Ooh, that. Ooh, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Hashtag. <laughs> um, so yeah, today, if you're wondering why Nick is stuck with The Terrorist and Hans Gruber, uh, we are talking B-movies and biceps, action movie stars of the 80s, maybe a little bit of what's going on today in the action star world, but maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, mostly the 80s. Um, I mean, they're classics. They kind of uh, reinvented the genre, if you know what I mean. There's always they invented those, the genre. You know, I there's a strong argument for that, I will say. Because I would say, if, if you think about it, action stars of the 60s are set. Action stars of the 60s, probably westerns mostly. I was just I would, about to I say I wouldn't that, call yeah. that action. I yeah, never uh, enjoyed a western because it's not action packed enough for me. Unforgiven, dude. Whoo, that's a good, that's a classic. But that's like the lone western movie I'll yeah, watch. I, I stay away from them for the most part. Seventies, uh, you got more into a little bit of the gangster, mafia, mob boss. You know, you have Scarface, Godfather, things like that coming up. So again, not not action, not what we're talking about today. What we're no. talking about today is real action for the sake of action. Talking about B-movies and biceps. B-movies and biceps. That, that's what it was in the 80s. I mean, that there's no argument to be had that it was anything other than that. No, those dudes were so jacked. But, I mean, they were perfect. There was and, a lot of steroid use going on. Oh, I don't yeah. Think they cared. A lot of drugs, too, I'm sure. You know, cocaine and, you know, the, the trifecta. And then they yeah. just go film movies in their spare time. But yeah. they, they, like you said, they uh, you'd say they invented this genre, and I agree to a certain extent. Um, like 99%, <laughs> but in the end, I'm kind of stuck with this question of what makes a good action star. And I mean, I, I, I settled on the point of, help. dude, the biceps are a must. That's like point a. So if you're, you know, if you're a model, unless you're modeling for like, I don't know, average person weekly, um, they want you to be really pretty. It's, you gotta have biceps in these things, man. Um, so yeah, that was my second point, which you gotta have a trend of being buff as hell, and uh, your marketability. Yeah, that that's a good point because that was um, these guys that we're gonna talk about. We'll we'll throw out a couple names here in a few minutes. I, I'm sure as we talk about this, the listeners, you all have um, a picture in your brain of who the people we're talking about are. But uh, for the most part, these guys knew how to to place themselves as this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm here for. Like I'm not. I'm not here for your your serious role. I'm not here to be no. in Godfather. I'm no. I'm here to fuck some shit up and make some explosions happen. Right. I didn't go to Juilliard and I didn't take ballet. So give me a gun and uh, point me in the right direction. I feel like they all talked like that, except for the ones with the the big time uh, accents. But you even that, even about. those guys, you know, they they tried to talk like that. They did their best job uh trying to to figure out how to work that style of talk into their weird accent and i mean what is that really is it like the gravelly voice of someone you know working the midnight shift at mcdonald's like i i could never it's not it's quite batman, batman. It's, it's, it's not it's dark night it it's bicep night he's <laughs> uh the, the sixth cousin three times removed or whatever you want to call it but i mean they they all he's like he's like azizel to uh Christian Bale's Batman really is is what this guy is. 
you know that's there's a deep com- deep comic books cut for you guys gotta love it um but all these guys have been in the same style of movie i would say for sure i mean i call explosions. him azizel man that dude's name is azrael i was gonna Azizel's say from uh, x-men i thought you had a deeper, a deeper cut than i my did bad. for a second i'm like huh <laughs> maybe azrael but yeah uh, azrael is is who i meant azizel is uh nightcrawler's father so uh different different franchise there sorry sorry to all the comic book nerds out there i'm so offended and i need a safe space and a written apology and at the at the very least sir i need to see your manager i know i i feel like i'm gonna get after after the first statement where i said azizel i'm gonna like people are gonna start typing out their angry tweets and then all of a sudden they're gonna go oh shit all right you know he he corrected himself. The the names are close. Come on, give me give me some slack, guys. You're lucky, buddy. I uh, you're lucky. I'm deleting this. I know people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm scared. You better be, brother. So yeah, I mean these yeah. guys. Uh, Action stars. <laughs> we kind of got on a tangent, but always, always good tangents. Um, so they all have their own, you know, their own specific style within a general genre, which is. It's it's super marketable um, because a lot of people do want to just watch a movie where shit explodes. There's bullets, boobs, and blood. And, you know. Yeah, and you could you could go see at the time you would see these movies because these people were in them. You didn't care about what the story was. Right. It was always it was always action over story. Mm-hmm. And you knew going to a movie with Stallone, with Schwarzenegger, with Bruce Willis with carl weathers um wesley snipes a little bit later like you knew going to one of these movies what you were getting into you knew the the plot was going to be thin but they were going to get a gun and get pointed in the right direction yeah absolutely and i mean i just i think back to like the people who read the the first description of like the terminator and they're just like a cyborg you know comes back from the future what like this sounds dumb as hell but it didn't matter because it was arnold like exactly I mean, he's. I still watch movies with him in it. Just because, I mean, the Expendables. They have all the great yeah. B movie guys. Yeah, and that, I mean that was the point of them. I didn't really like the Expendables series, but that's neither here nor there. It's it's one of those where it's just explosions, you know, and guns, which sometimes is it, it can be really funny. Like they're just. I mean, Terry Crews has a mini gun in this movie, and oh no, it's a it's an automatic shotgun, which is just asinine as hell. Yeah, and I mean they were in on the joke for those movies too, which was nice. Like it was it nice that, that they that weren't much trying better. to play it seriously. I agree, and I mean I think that's that adds to um, you know what made those old school movies really fun is their attitudes toward it. They weren't coming into it like I got to carry this franchise. We're gonna try to you know make three movies out of this little concept. It's just we're gonna you know I got a thin script and I'm gonna go out there and give it my best. Well, yeah, we didn't – at the time, we didn't care – well, neither of us were really around for when these movies came out. No. But we we didn't care what the story was as long as the story made sense. And usually in these movies, the story was really simple. Yeah, super simple. Um, I mean you could say you, it in a paragraph. Yeah, you take a look at Predator. It's yeah. Arnold fighting against a alien hunter in the jungle. And he's got – you know, he's got his crew with him for a little bit of the movie. But they he's didn't try it. They didn't try and explain what the Predator is, why he is, like any of that, if you compare it to like the one that just came out last year, hmm. where they tried to science it up a little too much. Like I, I still kind of liked this one. It was more action-y than like, let's try and make it smart. Yeah. But 
when they when they made those movies in the 80s and early 90s it it was a vehicle for the action the simple story was a vehicle for the action you look at the first rocky it's carl weathers Such and sylvester stallone going head to having a boxing match mm. that that's it that's all you need well and and when the starring guy basically wrote the entire story and 15 days or something like that and mm-hmm. he's you know his face is half paralyzed and he has that weird talk <laughs> it's just like oh yeah okay um sure let's do it let's make this movie Woo. And, and yeah even something like die hard which we talked about in the open it's bruce willis is in a building there's terrorists he's got to get him and all the innocent people out that's it that's mm-hmm. very simple if if they make that movie today, which they've tried a couple times in the last ten years to to make no, Die Hard, um, they 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 would like they'd have this complicated backstory of how these guys knew each other at some point, or like the the thing that Hans Gruber is trying to steal would be like some weird science or technology thing that they really have to over explain of why they need it. Mm-mm. When in Die Hard, it's just like there's a safe with a, I think it was like bonds or something that were worth money that. That's all they wanted. What's some money? Let me get that money, son. Yeah. And so, they didn't you know, overcomplicate this, it. Yeah, and a blue collar guy kind of uh comes in and saves the day. Mm-hmm. But we've we've just mentioned the three big ones that I want to talk about, and I call them the old school trilogy. Um I think you call them the or Trinity. Trinity. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm sitting here thinking of the Matrix actually. Sorry, I had a little bit of 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 a little yeah, suckers. <laughs> what an <But> idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the old school Trinity Trinity of uh, Schwarzenegger, Willis, and Stallone, man. Um, arguably, you could kind of switch out some other people, maybe Mel Gibson, but yeah, uh, Mel Gibson and, did more things. Yeah, he. He had some really good movies, like which I don't know. Bruce Willis got into more out. things later, but yeah. it, it, in the eighties, like that was that was Bruce Willis's thing. Well, and Mel Gibson plays a different action hero. He's like that neurotic, look, stare you down, big eyed, crazy dude that clinches his jaw all the time. I mean, it's, yeah, he, he does wasn't that in every movie he's in. He wasn't ever Mister Muscles, and he was better at playing the like the period piece uh, action hero, Braveheart, yeah. the Patriot. Like those were his so, best roles. Love the Patriot. I still watch that all the time. I haven't seen that in forever, but it, it's a very good. I love anything with Heath Ledger, pretty much. Yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, he's such a great actor. There, I mean, there's some that it's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll pass. But these guys, um, the the way they kind of got into acting is is so roundabout too. When I think about it, like the the trials they went through, I guess is an easy way to say it, but the steps they took to go from basically nobodies to creating a genre that basically ruled the box office for two decades. None of them had that straight line path into acting. Uh, uh, Schwarzenegger was a bodybuilder before he came into acting. Sly Stallone was in like a softcore porno on <laughs> yeah. Showtime was like his yeah. only acting thing he did before Rocky, but then he wrote and directed Rocky and like the only way he would let studios make Rocky was if he got to be in it. Um, and then I don't, cards, right? I don't really know Bruce Willis's backstory. He actually he came, uh, he came from a long line of blue collar workers, and mm-hmm. he was kind of the you know the guy that decided he liked drama. So he did mm-hmm. a lot of stage acting, um, and I guess he had a stutter growing up, so that kind of helped defeat his stutter. 
Um, it's funny that you you mentioned that um, Nick Offerman, who plays Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec, he um, I heard of him on a quote. It was like on a late night show or something one time. He's like, uh, you know, fans will always come up and be like, oh, you're such a manly man. I want to be more like you. I want to be like this tough manly man like you are. And he's like, look, you got to understand in my family, I was the one going to drama classes and being in theater productions. Like, yeah, that's just a character I play. Like, I'm somewhat like that, but I'm also the the uh, the actor of his family. You know, like he's not he's a drama geek. Yeah, he's not Ron Swanson. I mean, I read his book, and dude is exceptionally intelligent, but he is, I mean, he's not Ron Swanson by any means. Then he kind of mentions that as soon as he opens the book, um, which I thought was kind of funny, but he does it in a really long-winded, artsy-fartsy kind of way. Yeah. These three guys, like like we said, they've gone through kind of backwards means to get there, but arguably these three dudes have some of the most iconic roles in all of cinema and and a couple of them too not just one or you know yeah one and they won off and they go into the you know go into the well in the sunset still go see movies because these people are in them like the let's talk about let's get the elephant in the room out of the way terminator genesis genesis genosis terminator genesis genesis I don't know how it's pronounced. It's got a lot of Y's and E's and I's in there, uh, but like, I would have that. I would have not gone and seen that with Amelia Clark and ooh. Jason Clark. Like, I would have not seen it except Arnold was coming back in, it and they were like, "We're returning to form in this one." So I was like, "All right, with Arnold back, let's see if they actually do return to form." Uh, they did not. It was bad. It's terrible. Oh my goodness. Uh, I- same. Same thing for me, man. I went and yeah. saw it with my wife, and that's the one movie we almost got up and walked out of in the past like five years. Oh, I, I so had bad. that at home. I was I would not have paid money. Uh, but like with the Creed movies, had, Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler help a lot. Oh, that's but fun. having Sylvester Stallone there as well, like gives them kind of credit. Like, okay, if he's still involved, then then it's got to be something good. Um, you know, Bruce Willis with the Die Hard movies, he still makes those sometimes, and I'll. I've watched all of them. They're not very good. No. <laughs> the last couple, but like y- you still watch them because you're like, okay, this, this is something connected to what I like. So I, I should like it. Uh, same with Expendables movies. Like that's the reason people went to see these movies was because these guys were in it and it was supposed to be, let's give some eighties action for you. Yeah. It's entertainment. And I mean, they still carry mm-hmm. a little piece of those iconic characters that they used to play. I mean, they're still halfway playing them. But yeah. they they've kind of the way they're they're rolling with it, which I like, is they're they're adapting the characters. Like the characters are are changing and evolving, just like they are as people. So it's I don't know. It's almost like seeing two different renditions, like Rocky as a young man in in the seventies versus Rocky now, where he's he's the teacher. Or well, yeah, it's cool that Rocky has had this huge arc now that like mm-hmm. he he's not the fighter anymore. He has to help someone else through the things he was helped through in in the early movies. Uh, I don't feel like Terminator's ever done that because he's a robot. Uh, so I mean that makes it a little tough to have a character arc. But there's no reason he can't have a character arc. They just haven't. The, well, I mean, Terminator whoever's too, making man. these movies, yeah, that's, right. That's... Terminator one and two, and even a little bit three. But then after you get past that, it's just like we're just going to keep throwing shit out there. 
and hope people will like it because we have this brand on it. Like they're making yeah. movies and just throwing them in there and it, it doesn't that the plots that they're making up don't make any sense anymore. Like they're just making them way too convoluted, convoluted. Yeah, to, yeah, to make man. any sense. Well, I, I kind of tie it like predator series. No, mm-hmm. no offense, man. I know you liked it, but I, Oh, I saw, can like, see the flaws in it though. Oh my God. I saw the plot and it was just like, this looks dumb as shit and the previews for it. But that, that name is still writing on the back of Schwarzenegger. Like, that's crazy. This dude gave such a character rendition. Didn't he play uh, Duke? I was never, or Dutch. I was Dutch, never really yeah. a big Predator guy. Um, I liked Aliens a little better, but anyways. Aliens is better, yes. So, so good. But yeah, he, uh, he delivered such an iconic, same with Terminator. Like, Terminator mm. Genesis had him in it, but it was about... Amelia, you know Sarah Connor and Kyle. And Reese. I'm all for I'm all for Sarah Connor. I've, she's Not coming Amelia back, Clark man. is Sarah Connor. Yes, no. Linda Hamilton is coming back. Can't wait. Um, to and see and that, it's man. this. I like to call it the Michael Bay syndrome. Of yeah. If yep. if we have enough explosion, the plot doesn't matter. And honestly, no. that's that's true because if you look at a movie like Predator or Die Hard or even the first Terminator, like those plots weren't super deep. No, like they weren't I mean, anything to write yeah. home about, like and make you think. But they they also didn't go too far and and become this convoluted mess. If you look at Transformers or the new Ninja Turtles movies, like they're just this convoluted mess of science and robots and technology, and let's throw everything together and hope people like get in. Like they try and build the world all within two hours, rather than just kind of leaving things on the fringes that you can build out in sequels or just let people kind of come up with the story on their own. Mm. They try and cram it all in there into two hours and it just becomes this convoluted mess where every 20 minutes, something has to blow up to keep anyone even a little bit interested, even a little bit awake, man. It's, yeah. it's forced marketability. Like they're mm. pushing so hard, but what I, I can't stand they're, that. Man. They're trying, they're, they're trying to make them smart and grounded in reality, which but they're I not, they're not smart at all. They just throw a bunch of science words out there that don't exactly. make any sense. Well, I mean, I'm not going to the movies to be grounded in fucking reality. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? I go to the movies because I want to, you know, see, you know, escape for two hours. If you want to look at it like that, a lot of people do. Right. Um, And that's um, like the Meg that just came out with Jason Statham. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Shark monster movie. I'm there. Absolutely. Jason Statham has never been one to be in a smart movie. Like they're not going to, they can't fuck this up. I watch it and like they they did all let's throw all this science crap in there like and I I I like science I want to learn I enjoy learning about scientific discoveries and things like that but when I'm watching a movie about a big shark attacking people I don't need to know the science behind it no I mean it's... I can you can give me a little bit don't give me 20 minutes of exposition about why this shark is there eating these people yeah give me four give me like, Four max. I, four might even be too much. Give me like thirty seconds of like, oh shit, we drilled too deep and this shark came through. That's yeah. good. That's I'll, all we need. I'd settle for we a poster off, on the wall. Yeah. You know, they walk by it and it lingers on the poster for a second. It's like, oh, oh, cool, got it. Awesome. We pissed him off. He's ready yeah. to attack us. Good. Oh, sure. Done deal. Let's go. But I mean, those, those, I love those kind of movies sometimes mm-hmm. because they're just goofy and fun. And unfortunately, well. They've strung them out so This movie long. isn't an, an action movie, but Jaws, it's the same thing. Shark is attacking people because shark hungry. Let's yeah. go kill shark. <laughs> we shoot Oh, shark. shit. We, <laughs> we killed wrong shark. Let's go kill right shark. We've got to get that shark. 
And I mean, another thing that I think I I know we were trying to get to the next point, but while we're comparing, I I have one more thought. Something that helped the older movies that the newer movie, the newer quote unquote action movies don't have is um, like the supporting cast and the villains matter in these movies. Absolutely. If if you look at those ones, if you look at Sarah Connor, Linda Hamilton, like she's great. Um, and actually, the you know, the star of the show is the villain in that case. Yeah. Um, Rocky, you've got Mickey and Polly and Adrian, like, is, is pretty good. And Apollo, as the villain, is fantastic. So good. I mean, Die Hard, Hans Gruber is one of the greatest villains in cinema history. Predator, you got Carl Weathers walking through the jungle with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, that, that signs, sign me up right there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Fast and Furious series kind of does a good job with this. This is like, that's the closest thing we get to it because they have this sense of family. So they have these people who have fallen into these roles and stuck with them. But then if you look at other movies like Terminator Genesis, you got Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor, just awful. Terrible. Um, the guy who played John Connor was just awful. I don't even remember who played Kyle Reese in that movie. Uh, he was the dude that played Captain Boomerang in uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, also yeah, a terrible yeah, yeah. movie. Not great. Yeah, Jai White. Uh, I want to say his name is. But yeah, yeah I mean that was like a that. that was a horrible, the, horrible the predator, movie. The the new Predator like had fifty side characters in there and not none a, of them were they, good. And none of them were that good. And none of them were the quote unquote main character. Yeah, there was who one who was, but he was like the least known actor that they threw in there. Uh, the late Transformers with Mark Wahlberg just like completely mailing in his performance are absolute trash. Yeah. Uh, the last two so, or three yeah, Pirates totally of the agree. Caribbean, Terrible. same thing. Yeah. Like they just they they think like with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, in the first one, people liked Jack Sparrow. Well, that's because Jack Sparrow was a side character in the first one. Mm-hmm. So like when you start focusing on him, that gets old so fast. He can't carry a movie. And ultimately, right. the the plot helps. Mm-hmm. And the plot in the the first Pirates was super. I, I love that love movie. The first Pirates. First Pirates is all great. Three, all three of the first ones. Like I, I think it's a solid yeah. trilogy. It's not Star Wars trilogy, but no. it's a solid trilogy from one through three. Yeah, because you still have Orlando Bloom, you have Keira Knightley. Like yeah. they're still in the movies doing good things, mm. and Johnny Depp becomes more and more prevalent throughout them, but. Like you, you also have other things going on around him that are good. And uh, shit, what's his name that plays Barbosa is really good. Jeffrey Rush is yeah, fantastic. he's awesome, man. And, and so they hit the nail on the head with your your supporting cast and your villains. Yeah, there. definitely. Well, they got a good. They have a half decent plot to work with. Whereas, like a lot of these, you know, newer movies kind of suck. Or, or let me rephrase. It's more. A com- it's something I I want to see. Like something I'm kind of invested in a little further. Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing it does fantastic. Like, oh, cool, it's this treasure that haunts people type deal, and they're basically alive forever, and he knows about it. Like, I okay, I want to watch that. That sounds tight. Like, it looks cool. And, I mean, you got to yeah, follow Orlando like, Bloom. Now they're just like, boom, here's a pirate ship and Jack Sparrow's on it. That's yeah. all you need to know about this movie. And, and that's drunk. all the movie is. Yeah. And there's, there's like, it's, some half booby. The but, same thing happened with Transformers. Like, yep. you had... You had Shia LaBeouf, really good in the first Transformers. Megan Fox was fine in the first Transformers. You got Josh Duhamel, who was really good. You had Tyrese, who I will ride for Tyrese in any movie where he's just screaming nonsense the whole time. <laughs> like, Tyrese is not a good actor, but Terrible. man, can he scream at a big monster or a car driving fast. So I'm, I'm good with that. 
You dead uh, now, sucker. Uh, Death Wish. Gotta, gotta go with it. And then, and then they, the, the uh, Autobots that they brought in felt like they had personalities and like they were characters. Now they're just like, CGI let's metal. get to the next fight. Yeah, yep. let's get to the next battle. And it's just like, are, this, you're not making good movies. No, and there's no continuity for those movies either. Like, if they do hit the nail on the head, like, Pirates is, I want to say, the sole thing about it. Whereas, I don't know, these guys hit a couple nails on the head in the past. Like, mm-hmm. Terminator and Predator both address a crazy issue. What if AI takes over aliens? Like, that's pretty simple, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's very thought-provoking. Same with Die Hard and Pulp Fiction is the one I really like Bruce Willis in. Like, he beat a guy to death and he's in the trouble with the mob. Like, a lot of people, I don't, I wouldn't say deal with that exact situation, but, but it's, it's relatable exactly. on a level of like, okay, I'm a regular person in this mm-hmm. situation. Would I do that or would I do something else? Yeah. And in Die Hard, man, he's a, he's just a true blue cop. He's a cop, yeah. And he's just trying to do the right thing, but at the same time, he's got this swashbuckler type personality and it it carries over and then you got stallone who's got rocky which is like the greatest success story of all time in cinema where you watch it you can't help but feel pumped and everyone knows the run up the stairs and even though he lost he won in the end and then john rambo i mean i loved rambo growing up for the sole fact like i was really fascinated by war um Grown up, you know, my grandpa was in the military. My dad knows pretty much everything there is to know about World War II. So I, I deal with war a lot. And I found that, you know, the complexities dealing with Vietnam and the American population. And it's mm. brought to life so well in this movie. I'm going to have to go out here and uh, say I've never seen a Rambo film. But I get the appeal of them. First Rambo is super good. In the It's got the good, simple, but good. He's basically a you know, really good soldier who comes back from Vietnam and these people in this town, specifically a police force are kind of fucking with him. Uh, and he warns him and he's like, you know, don't fuck with me, blah, blah, blah. And then he ends up marking everybody. Um, but you know, that's, that's definitely, it, it was a thing, you know, a lot of people yeah. came back from Vietnam and got shit on. Like, if well, yeah, you... it was this, it was an interesting look at PTSD. Oh and, yeah. And absolutely. How it, how it could affect a soldier. Like nobody was, paying attention to that and even now to some extent like people don't pay enough attention to how something very small in a situation like that can manifest itself into something very difficult when you're here just trying to deal with life oh yeah trapped in a jungle trying to deal with life i can't even imagine or in the desert or you know in the freezing cold like either way the hundreds of thousands of people you know they they sign up for that so it's it's really relatable in my eyes because that's still a problem. And I mean, people towards the end of like the Iraq and Afghanistan war didn't necessarily look at soldiers like we used to. Uh, the romanticized you know feeling is kind of wore off, especially as like the I want to say the second war that the American population was really against. Like the first one would be Vietnam, Iraq and Afghanistan would be the second. Yeah, that was big time. Terrible, I, I terrible, be- terrible. Yeah. So yeah, we've we've got these guys who build these iconic characters, and you you go to the movie because the movies are about the characters, not because you care about what's going on in the movie. Mm. And I I know I'm kind of going against my previous point of like the these people now trying to make action movies don't make them very 
like the plots aren't very good, but the, I, I've said it like a hundred times. I think they, they, they didn't need the plot because the, the actors and the characters carried through whatever you need to get through. Well, I mean, they, it's not that they didn't, <sighs> they had a plot. It was mm-hmm. just a simple plot that got you from point A to point B. It didn't try to set up 50 sequels. Um, you know, you look at something like the mummy where it's just Tom Cruise running around by himself for the entire movie. Didn't even and watch that one. I, I haven't seen it either, but everything I've heard, it's just like Tom Cruise took complete control. He wanted to be the only thing interesting about it. So when it came to the end and they're trying to set up this universe, he's the only thing interesting about it. You can't build a universe on that. No, there's, there's nothing that makes me want to go back to the movie with, and see any more of that. With Die Hard, you have, you know, Bruce Willis trapped fighting against these uh terrorists and that that's it at the end of the movie the terrorists are gone everybody's saved yeah and, good guy wins. and yeah the good guy wins and then people tell you we want more of that so you can you can build on that after mm-hmm. the fact because you have characters who are likable and good well and at the, at the same time since they're kind of b movies you know just glorified b movies i want to say with if we're going off like simple plot you can mm-hmm. just make shit up, man. <laughs> like they would just make shit up off the top of their head, and it works because these guys are iconic. You know, they're well, they yeah. played iconic characters, and they have iconic lines, iconic looks, iconic you know walks and talks. It's awesome. They do such a good job with that. Well, and something like Predator, like they in Predator, they take time to explain not why the predator's hunting but that he's been there before and that this happens like the um the girl who they rescue like stops and explains like that this happens like this has been happening for years and we call him you know the devil who hunts or some crap like that mm-hmm. and like you can choose to pay attention to that or you can have your brain shut off for those 30 seconds while she's explaining it and the movie either way the it's movie good. is just enjoyable just yeah. as enjoyable where like i feel like in something like Terminator Genesis, if you turn your brain off for a second, you miss, you know, that much exposition. And then you're trying to, you're the whole movie, you're trying to like put all these pieces together that they don't actually fit perfectly together. So you're like, you're, you're putting way too much effort into making the plot work. Exactly. As a viewer. They got time, like, different timelines and all this crazy shit and it's like dude i don't want to keep track of all this stuff i don't think it's cool to have all this mysticism crap mm-hmm. involved i want to see some fucking biceps some girls and some guns that's and, what i'm and here for i'll give credit to the creed movies because they have not gone that path no like they they for the most part are that's dude a plus wants to fight somebody. right there yeah yeah, yeah and, i mean, I mean it's simple having, it's a success having michael b jordan really helps having uh you know sly stallone still there helping everybody through mm. all of that helps so absolutely I, and and i think telling this story and and keeping it moving in this way they, they've done a better job and i guess with boxing like there is no scientific or technological advancement that like they can exp- like shoehorn in there like they do in yeah. all these other movies but at the same time if they wanted to they could find a way oh absolutely Absolutely. What's next? What's next is most iconic lines. Ooh, and well, these guys this. have several. Um, so I, I had to go out on a limb and just kind of pick my favorite. Um, pretty standard. But I mean, it it harkens to the first term. Are you going to do the accent? 
No, because oh, I don't want to lose subscribers. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I used to be able to do it like before my, you know, my voice dropped as I went through puberty. I used to be able to do it real well. And my little brother could do it so well, um, but I can't. And I, I love this, the way he delivers it and the line itself in the first Terminator where he, you know, right after Kyle Reese is freaking out and just saying these guy this guy will find you no matter what he's gonna kill us blah 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 shows up cop tells him to fuck off basically and then he hits him with the I'll be back it's just oh and then he rams a that's car a through one. the front of the you know that and hasta la vista baby like that's that's all you need from those movies yeah and then, you know you got predator you got get to the chopper now get to the chopper you got put that cookie down now <laughs> great line from Jingle all the way and then really. I will ride for anything that he says in Batman and Robin. I like those are iconic lines that they may be more notorious than famous, cringeworthy. But... It's, a, it's a good way to say it. We'll get into that as well. Oh, we're going to talk about Batman and Robin. Oh yeah. Oh Batman yeah. And, and then you got Bruce Willis with the most out there one I've ever heard. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Everybody I mean, knows that's... that line. And what kind so of, I hated of... in. Uh... Die Hard 4, the one with Justin Long, and there were like hackers, and Timothy Oliphant was in it, I think. That sounds um, terrible. It was okay. It was okay. That's the one where he flew a car into a helicopter. So, I mean, you had to you had to suspend disbelief a little bit. But, um, like, the, they rated that movie PG-13, which is another thing movies will try and do. Like, you have these action movies that were all hard R's in the 80s and 90s, and now oh, they yeah. try and mass appeal them and put them pg-13 it's like well with no blood and no swearing and no boobs it's not it's, the same. it's not the same movie <laughs> like well, they're trying the same to thing. spread out the love to the whole audience but hey guess I mean, what if it's rated r 13 year olds will go see it absolutely and i mean a hard r back in the day was a hard r like that stuff well, was yeah. violent as shit like well, they would they would say shit in pg in PG movies back then, because PG-13 didn't exist at the time. Like, if mm. you watch the 70s Bad News Bears, they say shit more than, like, I don't know. I can't think of a PG-13 comedy from today. Dumb and Dumber, probably. I mean, they say shit a couple times, but I, I look at, like, Ninja Turtles. When he's mm -hmm. he yells, damn, and they say damn a couple times and stuff yep. like that. Like, that was such a bad word when I was a kid, but woo! Yep. So, I love that first Ninja Turtles movie. It's dope. I'll ride for all three of them. Yeah. Well, I the one thing I will argue, I love uh, Stallone in um, in Rocky. I love his mm -hmm. his Adrian. That's the Yo, most Adrian, iconic. I did it. Adrian, <laughs> like where he just sounds like this dude. This I don't know. I mean, he another, just had the dog shit beat out of him, and he sounds yeah. like it. And another great thing like that you got in the Rocky movies. This isn't necessarily a line, but like everyone had the perfect training montage oh yeah well there will be the someday same. a rocky movie superlative yes we'll do definitely. that someday it's such a good series such a good uh, number number five will not be nominated for any awards it's garbage i've You're never garbage. oh dude <laughs> i'm going to watch it like it's on my list to watch i'm just like i can watch something new that may be good or may not be or i can watch this thing that i know is bad but like i'm a completionist so i have to we'll we'll talk That's about rough. rocky five here in a minute but it, it, speaking of terrible, awful movies, these guys all had their iconic lines, but they also had terrible, awful lines that I think 
uh, it just makes like your skin crawl when you hear him, but at the same time, you can't help but laugh. So this is where the Batman and Robin stuff Yeah, man, in. I was going to say, him as Mr. Freeze, let's kick some ice. Like, what? <laughs> huh? Let's kick some ice? I and, love it. Oh, God, it's terrible, and he's so campy in that, but at the it's same time... It's fantastic. You can't help but laugh at it, because it's just like, oh, my God, you roll your eyes, and it's almost it's like so a kid good. throwing Such a himself on the ground. Uh, we'll argue that someday. <laughs> and and here, and I mean, I was going to also mention Bruce Willis in the Die Hard 4, I think you were talking about, mm-hmm. where guy says to uh, John McClane, he's like, you just killed a helicopter with a car. And, McClane, yeah. and then he goes... I was out of bullets. What? <laughs> it's like great okay. line. Well, I mean, that's just I think the you're wrong on you. These are all great lines. Uh, well, maybe cringe. That was the, in my opinion. So I, I tried to make this point early, and I got off on my own tangent. That that was the movie where they made it PG-13, and he didn't get to deliver Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, because it was PG-13. So he just like pulls the gun on a dude, and it's just like Yippie Kaye, mother. And then just stop, like, I think he pulls the trigger or something, mm-hmm. so, like, that sound goes over where you would say fucker. And it's like, nah, man. I wanna, no. You get one fuck in a PG-13 movie. Why are you not saving it for that? Use it wisely, dude. What the hell? And they just use it way too early now. They're, they'll use it in the first seven minutes and be like, whew, we got that out of the way. Thank God. Yeah, they just they just want to get it out. They got to hit their quota. I learned that factoid from watching uh, Be Cool with... Vince Vaughn and Christina Milian. Not a good movie, but a very oh, fun man, that movie. Sounds awful. Uh, Andre Three Thousand is in oh, it, my and God. John Travolta wow. is in it. That sounds terrible. It's, it's like a. It's kind of a follow up to Get Shorty, but not really a follow up to Get Shorty. And it's it's like Fiona Thurman's in it too, looking very good. I suppose those are good lines, but at the same time, they're just so goofy. Like they make you just. They make me cringe. Like, I don't when when you had so when you had Rocky, who's like dumb as shit, but a great fighter who loves this chick. And you know, I think my favorite series of lines is when he's talking to Adrian. He's like, you know, I never knew you were so light. You know, and he says, you know, after every word, kind of like I do. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> and then Adrian's like, no, no. If I did, I would have carried you everywhere. Like, what dude like how do you come to that conclusion it's like oh you're so He's just flirting that's the worst flirting i ever heard man no wonder yeah, not, no wonder he rocky's was not known for his flirting abilities. seriously he's like hey you want to look at my meat pie face <sighs> and they so he hits him with those crazy ass lines and you know what he probably would carry around everywhere doing push-ups with her while he's running down the street i mean to be fair the, the first rocky won an oscar so worth it i mean yeah. but still that's a terrible line you got to admit yeah, I'll give you that one. I mean, there, there's definitely, in the first two Rockies, there's really bad dialogue. In three and four, um, I don't think there's any dialogue no, in those very, two movies. Very, I, honestly, I haven't seen Rocky three in like probably ten Except years. Except Clubber Lang. When you get Mr. T in there, he he spits some fire. He spits that hot fire. Turn my mic yeah. up. Sorry, I had to drop a Chappelle Show reference in there. You're good. You're good. <laughs> we're, we're fans of Chappelle Show. That's here. right. So where are they now? What happened to these guys? We've talked a little bit about what they're doing nowadays, uh, kind of. I mean, we talked about Terminator Genesis. We've talked about all the Die Hard movies. Bruce Willis, I mean, he's still kind of kicking in action mm-hmm. movies, if you think about it. He, I mean, he just did Split or Glass. I, I want to see it. Uh, you got to see it. It's good. Okay, cool. I mean, I wanted to... He's still trying to do his thing as much as he can. Like, Die Hard 5 came out less than five years ago. 
Um, he, I mean, he's doing the best he can, and like Schwarzenegger and Stallone, like you can tell, they've just lost every action bone in their body. They don't. Have, I mean, they're just they destroy their body with the steroids. steroids have worn out. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Willis is still going pretty. Or strong. a doctor told them, like, if you want to live for another twenty years, you have to stop doing steroids. So they mm-hmm. did. That's kind of what Stallone and I mean, Schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger's got titties, man. He's got straight up titties. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not pretty. no. And but either way, dude took his fame parlayed it into government like the governator mm-hmm. like that is so awesome that he did that kind of like our uh he's a little more likable than our our current celebrity in charge and i mean stallone's got the the directing like he I, i'm pretty sure he, mm. he directs creed oh he doesn't direct Creed. that's no, coogler he produces it though he he wrote on it yeah and he directed at least the first expendables mm-hmm. and then i think he directed escape plan he directs a lot of which was a movie kind of with him and Schwarzenegger. Yeah, like that. He he kind of sticks to that. Like he tries to make modern day action movies, and they're just not good because they're not good. That's not what people want to see anymore. No. Uh, but it, he's still out there doing some things. Uh, Bruce Willis is still hanging on tight. He didn't have the the steroid muscles like Schwarzenegger. No, he was not did, a, really. A muscle so bound, he yeah. he hasn't had that steep decline, and he. He is a good actor in other things. Absolutely. Like you see him in the whole nine yards, he's he's good at that. The Sixth Sense, he's good at that. Unbreakable. I mean, that's kind of an action movie, but it's kind of not as well. Like he's he's good in things that aren't like let me blow shit up. Yeah, he he can definitely go that Which, route. I don't know if you've ever seen Schwarzenegger or Stallone in anything that isn't let's blow shit up, but it's it's not. No, pretty. it's terrible. They're both terrible character actors. Like they have their iconic guys, and they stick to that. You don't like Junior? No. Or twins, nope. and ev- or jingle all the way. Nope. <laughs> and everything that they play now is kind of based off those old school, you know, characters they play. Yeah, they're they're trying to get back kind of to that just to keep making money, I suppose. Either way, though, you gotta you gotta take a step back and look at it like this: they're still successful. Like they're still making hell of money later on in life. I mean, they paid a steep price with mm. their bodies, and they'll probably die young or younger than they should, but. They've been really successful, man, and they still, you know, they'll leave their kids a, a good amount of money, and they'll have a legacy. Whereas a lot of these newer guys, I don't think they really will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, that's that's going to be interesting. Should we talk about some of these newer guys? Uh, I mean, we could go for it. Who's the action star of today? The Rock is number one. Like, if you're seeing an action movie and The Rock's not in it, like, what's the point? But even the movies he's in. Other than the Fast series. Skyscraper. Rampage. Yep. Same thing. Could have just been a badass monster movie. They science it up. Like, it, it was weird. Welcome to the, the Jumanji. Jumanji was, was pretty actually, cool. I like that movie. It was, it was pretty good, but they even kind of still took it a little too far mm-hmm. it, in some places. And it's just like, just, well, uh, just let The Rock be strong. Uh, a movie that like a Pain and Gain movie. that he made a couple years ago, where where they're like bodybuilders. Mm. Yeah, it, they just like they went in a completely weird. Like that was an interesting true story that they could have told, and they just decided like let's make this as fucking weird as possible. Well, I mean, if you've never seen the other guys, his little bit part in the other guys is perfect prime time rock. Like I, he's love really that. funny. He's super funny, and he's just I don't know. He's he's pretty good in Ballers. He's uh that movie I mentioned earlier, Be Cool. Like mm. that was one of his first comedic roles because he was doing like uh Standing Tall and Walking Tall, whatever those movies were. The Rundown, those ones in the in his early years, he had done those already. But this was like his first comedic role, and he killed it in that. Yeah, he's hilarious. As just like this big comedic guy. 
so you've got The Rock, definitely. You've got Tom, yep, Cruise, Tom Cruise, who is, I guess, just going to be an action star until he's fucking 90. Uh, I mean, he doesn't age, so or he just ages yeah. slower than the rest of us humans, Scientology. Bro. It reminds me, like, I feel like in another 30 years, he's going to be like um, Martin Short's character in Arrested Development, The Bullet. Mm. Where he, he doesn't have any use of his like he bodybuild too much and he has no use of his legs and he's just kind of the strong guy carrying around swoop me <laughs> swoop me dragon and he's spitting all over, like that's gonna be Tom Cruise in thirty years yeah and he the Rock is gonna be carrying him around that would be hilarious just carries him on his back the Rock should play Hodor in the Game of Thrones reboot in thirty years swoop me dude bam like we should take that. we should take that shit to the studios nah, the, the Rock's the Rock's too good like you can't have him saying one word Hodor. And he just has yeah. his eyebrow raised the whole time. And, but I mean, Tom Cruise is, is okay, but he's been in some hot garbage. Like, Oblivion was hot trash. The Mummy, like, some over... But And then he's got... Yeah, Oblivion you know, was not good. The Mummy, what, from all I've heard, is not good. Terrible. He was in this movie that a lot of people think is bad, but I kind of thought it was almost one of these old-school action movies. Uh, Night and Day with Cameron Diaz. This was My wife loves ago. that movie, man. She loves it. That movie it. was... That movie was not a great movie. No. But it was good for what it was. It was simple. Yeah. Cameron Diaz gets caught up in, uh, I think he was a spy or something, and and she just gets caught up and is riding around with him, and they do action star stuff. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. It was simple. Yeah, I mean, I can get down on that, and it's they got decent chemistry. And yep. I think... And Tom, Tom Cruise is really good. At, he's really good at Mission Impossible. Well, he's got he's Ethan really Hawke. really good like, in Edge of Tomorrow. That's Edge of Tomorrow is a great movie. I loved that. And he did play some iconic characters. Like, I never liked Top Gun, but Top Gun. Jerry Maguire. Um, Jerry Maguire. Fucking, oh God. Ethan Hawke. And, isn't that his name? And Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke is an yeah, actor. Yeah, he... Uh, yeah, we'll get into that some other day. And then his his other kind of smaller characters, like A Few Good Men was really good. Um, mm. There's others, but he he kind of, I think, has the most prolific career these days. And then The Rock. And then I'd say third for Action Star these days. He's kind of waned over the years, but for me is Vin Diesel. Um, specifically... Yeah, see, he doesn't do a lot. I had anymore. a different person in this slot. Well, I had Vin Diesel for his stuff in Fast and the Furious and mm-hmm. Chronicles of Riddick. And Riddick, I yeah. love those movies, man. They're just... I've never seen those movies. Really? The, the... Yeah, they seem interesting. I just, Pitch like, they're never is, on my radar. Is yeah, pretty good, but I love Chronicles of Riddick. It's got Carl Urban in it and, um... You know, another actress, she's in Westworld. I, I don't know her name, but she's pretty good. It's just a good movie. It's a good concept. Yeah, I've, I've heard really good things. It was just like one of those things that was not on my radar when it came out and just I never went back to it. Um, I had Jason Statham in this slot. You know, he I vacillated between the two. I think Jason Statham, they, ugh, Jason Statham has replaced him as the buff, bald, yeah. white guy. And and Statham kind of goes more for those like dumb action. Yeah, movies. Crank and like, let's, Death yeah, Race. Let's, Crank is fantastic. Love that movie, love man. Crank. The the transporter, like these things that like let's not try and make them too smart. Let's just and the Meg. That's why that's why I thought the Meg. Like Jason Statham loves dumb action movies, so I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, Jason Statham, Shark. We this has got to be it. At some point, he's going to fist fight this shark. <laughs> that's all I'm here for. Or samurai sorted, or you know, yeah. Just kill it with something, and that's Jason and, Statham. And I think we're losing a lot in the action genre because there's been a shift to superhero movies. Like, the MCU is just dominated, so instead of action stars, you have Captain America and Iron Man and Spider-Man and all these other 
you know, you have Wolverine, mm-hmm. who, like, you could argue that Hugh Jackman is an action star because of all the Wolverine movies or X Men movies. I like that. Love his. He doesn't do any other action Wolverine. other than that. No, he really doesn't. He does. He's a good actor, though. And I mean, I love the MCU. Oh, yeah. Not technically. It's more Fox's way they did. I mean, Hugh Jackman was a great Wolverine, but that's not the Absolutely. Wolverine from the comics. Like, it's got a lot he's of the quality. He's too tall. He's not big enough. Like, Wolverine is a stump. And he's, I don't know, he's kind of more of a, there's a quote that comes to mind every time you think of that. And it's, you know, part of it is, be fearful of a gentle man who's angry. Or something shit like that. And I, I think Logan, in reality, is more of a gentle cat. But he gets that rage type shit. He's just a gruff dude. So here's what I'm thinking for when Marvel finally buys Fox. Peter Dinklage, get ripped, be the next Wolverine. <laughs> he's got the height. He's got kind of the big head going on. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of him here. Like, That'd be awesome. <laughs> he, he could make a good Wolverine. I would pay money to see that shit. I would so pay money. I'd probably watch that movie. He's got, he's got to get ripped. He's already pretty ripped, man. But, I mean, he he was already the uh, the dwarf on Navidalier, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know Eitri. that he can, he can cross over. Yeah, Eitri, thank you. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think, though, even with – I think we have more, quote-unquote, action stars today than we did back in the day. Like, we have really iconic guys back in the day. So, you know, we have more of a quality versus quantity situation. We have people who try. They, they try have Chris darndest. Hemsworth out there who tries to, to be an action star in, in movies other than, you know, being Thor. You have um, Sam Worthington who tried his damnedest and just didn't get there. Um, I liked him in a couple shit, things. what's his name? Chris, Chris Pine has, you know, tried his hand at being an action hero. Yeah. Liam Neeson is an action hero. Fuck Liam Neeson. That uh, dude pisses me off. <laughs> Yeah, but he's taken. So I mean, you, that's an action movie. Yeah, he's gave he's given you know this generation a whole series of memes that are just priceless. Yeah, I mean, and and he's one of those like he is a modern day '80s action star because uh, I don't remember there have been a few movies that he's been in, in the past few years that like my wife and I are looking for something to watch and and she's like, what should we do? And I'll like name this thing. And she's like, all right, what is it? And I'm like. Well, it's Liam Neeson on a plane. So I'm good. Like, you do the math from there, or it's Liam Neeson on a train, Mm-mm. or it's Liam Neeson against a wolf. Like that—that's what it is. That and that's how these guys were in the '80s. It was okay. Schwarzenegger is a barbarian this time. Okay, Schwarzenegger is a robot this time. All right, Schwarzenegger is a commando this time. That's a really good point. Yeah, like that, and that's how you had to describe the movie. It didn't matter what else was going on. Yeah, and it, there's a good argument for Liam Neeson belonging in that category. I just, I, I don't really like Liam Neeson in anything. But I haven't watched a Liam Neeson movie in a while. Yeah. I did watch that Liam Neeson on a plane movie, but that was probably the last one. It's just the same dumb fucking concept. For all, you know, it's they're all generic, I feel like, these days. Or retreads yeah. are the same shit that's been done. So, I just feel like we were really spoiled back in the day, man. Like, that, that was just, those were great movies, and now we have a whole. Well, we got to yeah, wait like through with, a lot of crap to get to the with you know, Schwarzenegger. Good stuff. All of those things I named were fundamentally different. Yeah, like yeah, it was Schwarzenegger being a robot or being a, a you know a military commando or being a barbarian? But each movie was in a different setting, doing a different thing. It it wasn't 
Like, it would have been very easy just to make him a cyborg yeah. every time. Well, I mean... Uh, and that's what they've done with Liam Neeson. It's like, okay, you're a dad who somebody pissed... You're a ex-CIA who's a dad and somebody's yeah. fucking with your family, so now you have to hurt them. And you're going like, to do that's a good That's what job. it is every movie. It, exactly. And, I mean, he doesn't... Each one is so similar to the last, you can't really tell the difference. Whereas, like, you, you, you know, Conan and Terminator are two completely on the opposite yeah. sides of the spectrum in regards mm. to movies whereas taken and the gray is like okay both these guys it's basically you know survival of the fittest yo and liam mm. neeson's gonna do it that's a good one i mean i, I kind of wish i would have thought about him because he he seems pretty dangerous i mean all these guys are are pretty dangerous if you want to look at yeah. at their roles but in a fight to the death who would win just, I'm going to throw it at you right now. Fight to the so, day. And, and we're going by... Characters or actors? Characters. Actors, it's it's obvious that uh, Schwarzenegger would fucking I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure characters, it's it's obvious, too. Like, you got a fucking cyborg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of cheating. All right, let's take him out of there and, and keep playing this Ooh, game. that makes it way harder. Um, we want to know what you guys think on Twitter, by the way. So let us know yeah. who would win who, in a fight you... to the death and why. That would have been a better Twitter question to ask than what I asked. Yeah. Uh, but I did ask who was your favorite 80s action star. We got some good. We got Harrison Ford, which we didn't talk about him at I all. I know, man. That's. I don't know that he was an action star. No. We had Indiana Jones. That was action. But, like, Han Solo is not an, an action character. Um, He's, uh, I guess. That's tough. Air Force, not Air Force One, but he was in, um, you know, he was in one of those where he's, like, a president's bodyguard. He's, you know, uh, I, he's he's like right on the fringe. Blade Runner. Blade Runner, not an action movie no. at all. Yeah, I think he was more in like the sci-fi realm, kind of like yeah. how Chris Pine is with like Star Trek and yeah. stuff like that. That's a that's a good point. That's yeah. He he was kind of in Chris Pine's lane. Chris Pine might have made a really good Han Solo. He would have made Damn. a fucking great Han Solo, dude. Oh, why did you just put that thought in my brain? Dang, dude, I never even thought of that till this holy shit he would have been so I like good. Chris Pine. oh you know who else we got who's that who does good good in action movies he doesn't do a lot of them but when he does you got tom hardy so i love tom hardy man he was I, i'll watch him in anything he was great in like warrior and inception mm-hmm. i thought he was awesome in inception mm-hmm. he's everything i've seen him in he's been great uh, so that was from the Free Refills podcast, says Indiana Jones. Uh, the Well-Er podcast, says John McClane, which obviously we've covered him there. Yes, sir. And Proficient with Skulls. Nice. Yeah. Me too. Crazy. I use mine every day. Uh, Eddie Valiant from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's another movie that was never on my radar. Uh, so I don't. I, I can't speak to that. Yeah, I would never really associate that with an action star. That's more of no. like a, a single movie, so I don't know if that constitutes being an action right, like star. Like a good action character. But thank, thanks for uh, thanks for the help on that answering our question on Twitter. We'll usually put one up when we uh, record an episode, and uh, and feel free to come at us about this. We'll probably put up a poll on it, uh, you know, before the episode releases. So check that poll out. Absolutely. Or after it releases, sometime we, there will be a poll at some point saying who's going to win this free for all, excluding the Terminator. Excluding the Terminator. And I do have someone in mind, though. I must say who is a okay. close second for me, but I'd love to hear yours first. So I, I set this up a little different than free for, I did it a team battle. Nice. I took your, your eighties guys versus your, your new guys. Ooh. So for your new guys, I've got detective Hobbs from the fast and furious series. I've got, uh, the transporter, Jason Statham and Ethan hunt, obviously. 
and I, I matched them up against Rambo, huh. Unbreakable, uh, whatever his name is, the the Green Ghost or whatever they're calling him in Unbreakable. Oh, God, I know his name. I can't. David Dunn. And, uh, yeah, David Dunn. And I'm going to go with, I'm not going to go with Conan. I'm going to go with Dutch. Dutch? Conan, you got to get in close with a sword. I don't like that. I, I think the 80s still take it. You got a guy who obviously can't get injured. Yeah. Um. You've you've got uh you know big guns a guy who yeah two guys with guns who are just super proficient <laughs> the only thing that'll give I, I think Ethan Hunt might be able to kind of sneak on him a little bit yeah he might be able to outsmart him well he's always got a, these aren't the these aren't the three smartest guys no but he's always got a nine millimeter like and that's pretty much it whereas mm-hmm. you know Dutch has a giant gun and uh, so does Hobbs he I mean last preview i saw from fast and the furious he had like a straight up saw yeah that beats so he's on he's on he's on ethan hunt's team oh yeah well see i think the old guys still take it there yeah i I don't think there's any situation set up where the new guys take it unless you've got one Uh, you've defeated my point with the you got to get up close with blades but i'd love to see riddick on on that team i think he would uh, okay straight up slay those fools you know, you could have it come down to him and Conan the Barbarian, and, That'd and have be him, dope. Riddick you wins, know, going shot for shot. Riddick wins. I don't know that I've ever seen Conan. I saw the I saw the remake. I know that, and it wasn't very no, good. no. It was awful. I went and saw that with my dad. Jason Momoa was pretty tight, um, but it was just a terrible mm. fucking movie. And, and the old ones weren't great either. Yeah, I, I think the only one who stands really a chance is Ethan Hunt, because like like Hobbs, like you said, he's he's got some he's got some weaponry and he's got some muscles, but he's not the sharpest tool in the drawer. Like he's gonna, you know, the, I think these guys just beat him to the punch. They're, they're better in, in every fast and furious movie that Hobbs has been in. He's been getting his ass kicked by Vin Diesel or Paul Walker or Michelle Rodriguez. Somebody is kicking his ass. Like that's his point of being in the movie is to get his ass kicked. So like, I just don't think he holds up against, you know, Rambo or uh Dutch. I mean, Rambo too. I mean, he's got a giant gun and a big knife, super big knife. Yeah. What's with the knives, guys? Chill it. Yeah. Yeah. Too many knives. I think that's all we have to talk about. I think that's all we got to talk about, brother, on this uh, fantastic episode of B-Movies and Biceps. B-Movies and Biceps. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Uh, check us out on the PodCoin app. If you ever wanted to make money for listening to podcasts, check us out there. Also, check out You Are All Alone over there. Uh, you get some Shroot Bucks and Stanley Nichols just for <laughs> listening. Uh, use our code. I think it was... AP, yeah, it's APAS pod. When you sign up, use our code, you'll get 300 free uh, shroot bucks. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Super awesome, guys. Check. I love getting paid to listen to shows. We, we don't make money for you listening on it. You make money for exactly. you listening I mean, on it. So you can get cool if, stuff. Yeah, if you want to help us make money, we have our Patreon page. Uh, that is patreon.com slash podcast about something. A lot of new content coming soon. We talked about it on the last episode. Uh, we got pilot projections random reviews we got war get to me coming up in the uh in april for uh game of thrones talk so a lot of a lot of cool stuff check out patreon you can also um if you don't like the the monthly subscription to patreon on our website a podcast about something.com there on the about us page there is a donut donate button it'd be cool if there's a donut oh, button yeah. but it's a donate button hit that donate button you can it goes straight to our paypal whatever you want to give one time would be greatly appreciated we'll give you a shout out on the show just because it's important uh that you helped us out and 
we like to keep doing this. Absolutely. So any support helps. Absolutely. I mean, every little bit helps. And whether it's 50 cents to 50 bucks, and if you give us 50 bucks, I'll give you like 50 shout outs on the you show. You get to be a guest on the show. That'd yeah. Be sweet. I mean, like at that point, you get to pick a topic and be a guest on the show. If you check out Patreon, that's our highest level. You can be a guest and pick a topic if, as long as it's not like super offensive or anything like we don't want any kkk members no. down here sorry f off kkk members. i will draw the line there yeah bigots kkk members all those all those dumb people so yeah a, we, a podcast about something about us on the website check it out guys podcast about something.com check us on twitter apa at apa something uh check nick out on twitter at alone underscore podcast and again listen to you are all alone it's heating up i appreciate it folks. shit's going we're down. gonna have a new episode coming soon and it's gonna be a pretty pretty good one in my opinion but i'm biased admittedly so there's that yeah well you should be biased about your own shit i try to be but <laughs> i try to be all of our music is provided by those cats make sure you subscribe rate and review on itunes and you guys stay sassy Stay close.